Good morning. Well, I'm having a morning walk today. I hope you enjoyed the high-quality recording. <coughs> Yesterday, we'll do some more of those. Um, I was just listening to uh, my friend. My friend. It's funny, when you listen to podcasters, you start to think that they're your friends, even if they have no idea who you are, and you have no contact with them. The familiar voice of Joey Diaz, who's from New Jersey, and he's just telling about that he's going to move back to New Jersey from California. And he was talking about his podcast, and they've been doing it for nine years, and how many started and quit. And um, I was just thinking... You know, if you um, treat, and I think maybe a random cast would be a better term, because there's no iPod, and it's totally random, so I might start calling it a random cast, because I don't want to be confused with a podcast, but sure, whatever, it's a podcast. But uh, if you have an internal motivation to do something, and you're not doing it necessarily for other people, even though other people might benefit, and I hope you, the listener, whoever you are, find it interesting. I've gotten to season three of uh, Mr. Robot, where he's still talking to his friend, his unknown friend, his invisible friend, the listener. That's a really great show. Um, watching it the third time, I do see some. Definitely, season three, they're just going crazy about Trump. And um, just taking as many jobs as they can at him. But that's okay. It's just funny to watch that. So, uh, Yeah, I think um, if you're internally motivated, then the chances of you quitting are low. Like, why do we need um, an expensive studio? Why do we need advertisers? Why do we even need listeners? You know, if this is a form of a therapy session that you get to listen in on, and I'm doing this for myself, exposing myself to the world... Um, then, uh, you know, why should I quit? So, and I'm definitely not going to stop doing my walks as long as I'm healthy and able to do it. Yeah, I've been exploring new areas. The other day, I walked all the way to uh, Tullytown. So I walked to Morrisville, across the Calhoun Street Bridge, from Trenton to Pennsylvania. Actually, it wasn't even Calhoun Street. I walked over uh, the Trenton, um, the Trenton Makes Bridge, which is further up. Trenton makes, and the world takes. 
walked over that bridge. Um, I had to jump over some highways to get to it. Not really pedestrian friendly. And I was admiring the modern architecture. Um, they have some crazy bad architecture. Modern stuff. Where it looks like the health department and environmental protection department of New Jersey. It looks like uh, a big circle connected to some other building. And it's just mind-wrenchingly awful um, architecture. I mean, the fact that it's around is the one redeeming part of it. But even just the area around it, it's like fences and recessed areas. It kind of looks like a jail. Like you think, what is this a jail? A bunker? And it's such an unfriendly feeling. An aura around it. And I wonder, um, I was listening to the, I must have mentioned this before, I was listening to the um, Kunstler podcast, and he had that lady on talking about um, modern architecture being a result of PTSD from World War One of the participants, who then went on to uh, found Bauhaus and other movements, either being autistic or being traumatized. <clears throat> and how that led to the minimalist architecture with less features on it. And she was saying that the features and ornaments that we consider unnecessary now as serving no function have a function. And it's a neurological function. Which is to give your mind something to hold on to and to make it feel comfortable. So you got to put that back in your um, in your function, the function of humans and the human mind, because the human mind has a function and it has a program. It has a. Uh, epigenetic or genetic memory of some kind. I'm sure some of these neural networks were wiring or brain functions. I'm not sure exactly what they are. If it's a trained neural network or if it's a uh, instinctual system, I don't know exactly how that works. But um, some of the function of the brain requires that it has some something to hold on to and it doesn't like bare open spaces with nothing to hide behind that causes stress so by removing those things the PTSD people create more trauma in other people and I can definitely say working in some of these hypermodern buildings does stress me out a lot So that's something to think about, guys, and girls, and peoples. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to have to put a big warning on this one, saying completely random thoughts. Mike's having his coffee, going for a walk. 
Yeah, so Joey Diaz was saying that um, he lives in a good neighborhood in L.A. and his local park's being taken over by homeless people and he's afraid for his kids. And he's moving back to uh, New Jersey. You know, if I were to choose a place to move at this point, I don't know if New Jersey would be my first choice, um, considering the amount of lockdown that's happening. So, um, my consideration is uh, a place with less over-regulation um, and less taxes and less government involvement. So, I mean, my short list would be something like Pennsylvania or Delaware, West Virginia. Like, we visited Wheeling, West Virginia, and it was the most incredible old industrial town that was totally destroyed but it has a remnant of greatness. Kind of like Trenton. And it's on the river, and it's on the crossroads of America. And I thought, you know, that area would probably be pretty damn good if you're working online remotely and you want to reduce your uh, tax burden and have more freedom to move around you probably want to stay out of New York, New Jersey, Connecticut Texas and California <clears throat> to be with more pe people who are more self-sufficient But even upstate New York um, struck me as very resilient, but awfully cold. Like, I don't know if I can deal with four feet of snow. Like, this comes down in a minute. I guess you have to deal with it. So yeah, those are the um, those are some of my ideas. I'm just rambling here. Yes, yeah, silver has gone up since I bought silver coins. Um, I bought them at the historic low. I paid the premium for getting coins. And I didn't get too much, not enough to really make any money right now. But I got them as a hedge, just so we'll have some kind of barter, just in case. You know, you can't get to the bank. It's not like cash we're going to spend. So, something you hold on to, I got those... I got one-tenth of an ounce Mexican pesos, which are really nice because they're really small. They're like three, four bucks. So, you know, if you need to, like, buy a loaf of bread, 
um, in times of a crisis. Then that, that's what you need, just some silver coins. And um, also, I don't need that much of it because really, how much of it you're going to need, everything you save is going to be, um, like how much are you really going to bunker because you're going to have to change your position probably or do some, something. You're going to have to figure out something to survive. So at least to have something to have in your pocket just in case. You know, you're driving down the post-apocalyptic road to have some coins, have some cash. Just in case. There's some weird things I get to see here in the morning. So anyway. <clears throat> the, um... Yeah, and there's a canal on the uh, Pennsylvania side that runs from Morrisville up to Tullytown or Levittown. So that's what I was walking along. I just found it by accident. And then I just walked along that. So there's not only the Raritan Valley, uh, the Raritan Delaware Canal in New Jersey, but there's also one in Pennsylvania. Um, and uh, you can walk from one to the other just by crossing the river and then um, finding the other side. So definitely worth checking out. Yeah, one of my work colleagues said he lives in Hoboken or Jersey City or something, and he said, hey, I think you have a couple more options for going for walks and having nature around you. And I should be thankful for that. Not everyone has this many parks and this much woods, and um, it's great to have uh, things that are not totally overdeveloped. I've almost run out of things to talk about. I don't have any show notes or plans. I might just uh, put this on pause for a little bit and continue listening to my other podcasts. And I might just check back in uh, later and tack on another file to this recording so I can have a multi-file upload so I can just put all of my shit out there that no one's going to want to hear. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, Joey is shutting down his podcast. 
after nine years. I guess because he has to do it in person in his studio. Luckily, I don't have that problem. Luckily. But uh, I do want to talk about some clarity that this whole idea, this whole um, walking and reflecting has given me. Sorry about the cars. I do think... Um, I do think that uh, I've benefited personally from uh, talking about my ideas and recording them and then listening to them sometimes or thinking about what I've talked about. And I've been, been improving um, my skills in uh, oration, talking, and uh, cleaning up my, my thoughts. And I've come to some really good conclusions for my introspective project. And the, and the main one was the page that if the human is the processor... Oh my god, look at that building. I have to take a picture of it. Another one of these modern buildings. It looks like a box. It's literally just a box. So, um, I'm going to make that the episode uh, picture. So, um, the major realization was my error in thought. And I can talk about this. The idea that Someday, this data that I'm collecting is going to be useful to a computer. And that's, it may be. But the introspector idea is really for human consumption. And the data has to be useful for a human. So, and a human can only process so much data at a time, a page at a time. That's all we can handle, really, visually. And audio, in audio form, it's even less. So you can only process so much data in your audio buffer before it overflows. Oh my God, I saw one of those, I saw one of those um, bugs, these invasive species. Let me take a picture of that one. It's a uh, firefly, an Asian firefly. That's an invasive species here. So, and a dead deer. Boy, I'm getting all these different things to look at here. This is a uh, buck with quite a few uh, points on its head, right on the side of the road, dead. He's got like, let's see if we can, and he's all bloated. It's pretty rude. Yeah, well, thanks for sticking with me, guys, on my little podcast episode. This is real life here. 
I got some allergies or something going on. But this is real life, guys. This is like I'm literally walking around exploring the area. I'm walking along River Road today, which is very, I'm not very busy, but more busy than the canal. But I thought I would do something different. So page at a time is all we can process, and that's really um, look at that the landscaping companies for sale. Everything's for sale. And they got topsoil too, mulch and stone. I should give them a call. And that one's for sale. And this is crazy. So many houses for sale now. Yeah, so we can only process one page of data at a time. And um, if we want to optimize things for the visual cortex, for the actual seeing. Um, and we know those Brent and Greg's uh, videos or pictures where he makes these super dense pictures with everything on them. I mean, that's pretty amazing what he does. And it's visually useful. It's like a map where it's more information than you could look at, but it's organized in such a way that you can find your way around. Um, we were learning about constellations yesterday and how constellations are actually still valid. And a constellation is actually an entire area of the sky. Um, it partitions the sky. So, like the constellations actually are big boxes and they split up the sky into different areas. So even if a star is not even in the constellation, it belongs to the area of the constellation. And astronomers use it because you can identify the brightest star in a constellation and then know, um, and then know the rest of it. So that's pretty cool. And the reason why the planets can't be in the constellations is because they're moving at a different speed and they wander all over the place. Did you see Jupiter in, this, in the moon uh, the other day? I took a picture of that. Oh, got a big truck coming here. Let me move out of the way. Damn, that's a big truck. Yeah, this wasn't a very good idea to walk on the uh, on River Road. Okay. So this has got to be the randomest podcast of them all. But I'm going to upload it anyway, just because for my diehard fans, I know that they want more randomness. You know, they can't get enough of the random parts of my life. And... Um, I hope that I'm providing you with some kind of, uh, there's just incredible buildings here. This is an amazing villa. They've got a mill house. I gotta take some pictures of this. I will be making these pictures available. 
I don't know, um, I'm on Twitter, and I could post the pictures there. I guess I could put them on the blog. This is just a crazy house. And they've got their own little mill here. Looks like it's 740 River Road in Ewing. It's a real mansion. And a lot of these old houses, they used to have greenhouses. There's greenhouses all over Trenton. Um, here it says Boxwood, 740 Boxwood. I'll just post this in our Telegram group, the Stream of Random uh, Telegram group, STRE. Uh, if you're actually interested, Boxwood established 1775. Look at that. But uh, I've been working um, on some stuff for work where I'm going over uh, all of the um, uh, roles and responsibilities for uh, cloud security configuration. And um, I've almost got it down the way I want it. Yeah, I guess we are pretty random today. I'm going to close this off and say thank you to my listeners or listener. I doubt, I doubt, I doubt anyone's going to actually listen to this, but if you do, God bless you and have a great day.